So hello, my lovely people. Like I said, it is Tuesday. So happy Tuesday. Hope everybody is doing good. Hope everybody is doing well. Of course, it is me, Coach B. I am the new love strategist and I'm about helping single and frustrated women renew their hearts. And especially here lately, I've been working with and focusing on black women because the numbers are in the statistics. They are high and all over the place when it comes to how Black women are struggling when it comes to love and, and romance and just dating in general. So I've definitely started shifting in that direction. So helping women, you know, renew their hearts and I prepare them with the intentional dating skills that are necessary to win at what I call kingdom love. You can connect at newthinglifecoaching.com. While you are there, you can grab your free training, Teach Me How to Date. That was a bomb masterclass I did that really dropped some gems on helping you date in modern times because I know it's something that a lot of you are struggling with. So you already know what time it is. Your girl's got your back, all right? Like I made sure that I dropped some gems, some nuggets, a whole lot of tips and strategies inside of there in order to help you all out. So who's ready for some new motivation? That is the question because I've definitely got some things to say. And um, I'm gonna start with the scripture. I wanna go to 2 Kings chapter five. I wanna look at verses one through 13. I'm sure you all know the story, right? Of Naaman being healed of leprosy, but I'm not even going all the way down to the healing. I'm gonna read um, through a certain, just a certain portion. It says, now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master. He was highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who was in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Aban and Fahar the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do the same great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you wash and be cleansed? And I'm going to stop right there. It's so many things my mind is already all over the place it's so many things that are inside of here when it comes to the healing right because it's like you wanted to be cured of the leprosy the girl is like hey we got somebody i know we can get this taken care of name and left with him he was prepared to get the healing he went with his 10 talents of silver the shekels of gold the clothing everything like he was ready to get the healing right so he went through all of that he gets the instructions and then it's like wait a minute you're not going to come and like just wave and, and make me cured and healed and letting that be that. 
I can go all over the place, but let me just go back. Can I motivate you today, ladies? Because it's time. It's time to heal and it's time to get it together. And I want you to know that you are being disobedient by not getting healed. Failing to heal is disobedient. Now I know you're probably like, disobedient isn't that too far? No, not when you're stifling the Holy Spirit, restricting him, which we're told not to do in 1 Thessalonians 5. Because think about it, Galatians 5 says that when you allow the Holy Spirit to be at work within you, you show love, you have joy, you're at peace, you're patient, you're kind, you're good, you're faithful, oof, you're gentle, <laughs> my oh my, says, and you have self-control. All of those things are evident of the Holy Spirit being at work within you. So if you live by the Spirit, then you should keep in step with the Spirit as well. What does your way of living reveal about you? You got to be honest. You don't have those fruits, those nine fruits that Galatians 5, 22 and 23 speaks of. You don't have those. You're not producing those if you're broken. There is no love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you know, gentleness, self-control. You don't have those if you're broken and you're stopping him from doing his job if you're still broken. Like think about John 10, 10, when Jesus says he came so that you can have an abundant life. Guess what, sis? You're not experiencing abundant living if you're broken, if you're unhealed, if you're still scarred from the past, if you have all of these things. Yes, we know that the word says by his stripes you are healed, but the thing is this, speaking it does not heal you. It's a matter of speaking, thinking, living, believing, and doing, because I know, yeah, Proverbs 18, 21 says life and death are in the power of your tongue. But guess what? There are some negative things that you've been speaking that are canceling out the positive things, but it's not just a matter of speaking. You have to speak, think, live, believe, and do. Like, where's your action? Again, do you want to get well? That is what Jesus asked the invalid, right? And if so, you have to stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Jesus gave that invalid three instructions and they were all action-based. And the thing is, a lot of you know and seemingly brag on the fact that you have present issues. There are excuses that I hear ladies make there are excuses and things that I see women post and things that I read and things that I hear. And, you know, even in some of like the little mini bestie sessions, there are defense mechanisms that you're aware of. There are protective measures that you engage in because of what another guy did. You have negative thoughts because of who your mama was. I see a lot of you settling in relationships because of how your daddy treated you. You have trauma responses. You're being okay sitting there in that spot with a stubbed toe, as I always call it, because when you stub your toe, it hurts, right? So it causes you to move a little funny. You can still move. And some people might not even know that your toe is stubbed. You know, because now you're careful with how you move. You're careful how you walk. You're careful with the pressure that you put on it. It's the same thing. You're moving funny when you have not yet healed because you're afraid of getting hurt again. Failing to heal. It's disobedient. Because it's not always doing things that you're not to do that's disobedient, remember? Sometimes it's not doing the things that you're to do that has you being disobedient. Do you want to get well? And this passage, it really stood out to me today as I was preparing for this podcast because it reminds me of women that I encounter. Excuse after excuse as to why they are the way they are. After all, they prayed. They asked in his name to be healed. They prayed and asked that God would send them a man who would even understand that they're, you know, that they're broken and that they're, you know, that they've gone through a lot. They've declared and decreed that they're, you know, better and that they're made over. But 
they got an instruction or was even presented with an offer and they were indignant because how dare the healing opportunity come in a way that they weren't desiring or expecting. <laughs> That's exactly what I see going on here with Naaman. He wanted to be healed of the leprosy. Naaman went to the master, told him that the girl had said, hey, there's someone who can heal me. The master said, okay, by all means, go. I'll even send a letter to the king, everything. Naaman left, had all that he needed to get the healing. Took the money, took the clothes, everything, took the letter. Now, the first king was like, now, wait a minute, I'm not God. I, I can't kill and bring back to, like, why are y'all sending someone to me to be cured? But then Elisha was like, why have you torn your robe? Have him come to me. So some of you, you maybe went one place, but then someone couldn't help you. And then you just stopped or you just left it alone. And it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be healed. Maybe this is just what God wants me to deal with. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to experience. Maybe this is just the way that I'm supposed to live. But then you get a second chance. And then here's Naaman finally gets there. And they're like, okay, this is what you need. Elijah's like, hey, go dip yourself in the, in the Jordan. Your flesh will be restored. Like, how simple is that? He literally said, go wash yourself seven times. Your flesh will be restored. You will be cleansed. You will be healed. But it says Naaman went away, angry, mad. Surely he could have come out to me. He could have called on the name of the Lord, his God. He could have waved his hand over the spot. We always want to try to tell God how to do it. And then when it doesn't happen the way we thought it should have happened in the way that we know God can do it, then we just stay right there. Think, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be delivered from this. Maybe it's not my time. I see too many ladies just staying put where they are. And like I said, realizing a lot of the things that they are dealing with and not getting the help for it. There are too many resources available for you to be healed. There are books, classes, therapy, coaching. <laughs> and I offer most of those things myself, not to mention NHA ladies, New Heart Academy, my 12 week program. Women who graduate, they have healed and rid themselves of the residue that has held them back for years. The stuff that has had them stuck. Understand this. I am the new love strategist and I'm here to help you win. But as I always say, you have to meet me halfway. You've got to invest. You've got to do the work. John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come so that you can have an abundant life. Your enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. This is all from the Bible to my mouth, to your heart, by the way of your ears. Let it motivate you on today, ladies. It's healing time. You've put it off long enough. You've been in this place too long and you're getting nowhere. It is time to get better so that you can be whole, living abundantly and on the way to the kingdom love that you deserve to win it. Again, I ask you, do you want to get well?